0: From Golf Bravo 90. CQ, CQ, CQ. I can talk to people all over the world. This feature is brought to you by Essex Ham.
1: As a radio amateur, you'll no doubt be familiar with Raynet, the service that helps to provide emergency communications. But what exactly does Raynet do? We joined Essex Raynet for one of their training days and spoke to Jeff G7UHE to find out more.
0: RAINA is the Radio Amateurs Emergency Network which is a name relating to a number of different groups around the country but we're essentially we're a national organisation of amateur radios who put their skills and expertise to use for the community. Set up mainly for emergency communications hence the name but also now do a lot of community work with charities such as fun runs, long distance horse rides and council run events rather than just the emergencies. So it's all about providing communications in very specific circumstances. So
1: could you give me an example of the sort of service that you could offer uh, if there was a need for Raynet services?
0: Well, there's a lot of different circumstances we might be called out in. Um, However, one key one, for example, would be if a council was to open a number of rest centres to cope with some kind of evacuation, and we might be called in to provide a, a formal link between rest centres and a control centre, this in most cases would be by amateur radio. But Raynet now is looking to provide um, services on whichever communications bearer is appropriate. We could be called for a much wider area incident uh, if there was to be a communications outage to provide services for particular key users. And these are users identified by the Civil Contingencies Act passed in 2004 and these are category one and category two responders identified in that act, such as police, fire, ambulance, uh, utility companies, local councils. So we, we would be called to fulfil their requirements.
1: And to be clear, this is basically, it's effectively pooling the skills of amateurs in the area to bring their equipment and their knowledge to bear to form an infrastructure. Is that, is that basically it?
0: Yes, that's it exactly. We offer our skills, our equipment and our expertise to the community because of the work we do with charities. Some of us would do this as well as or instead of financial contributions. It's a way of providing assistance, some kind of assistance to the community.
1: Okay, so taking a look at the the Essex side of things, obviously you're talking to me uh, from Essex Raynet. What does Essex Raynet do?
0: Essex has a number of different sort of capabilities and key activities. We have ongoing relationships with the County Council and a number of the district councils to provide them with communications in particular emergency situations. We do an awful lot of work with local charities, a key one would be Farley Hospice in Chelmsford but we we support a number of charities primarily as it happens hospices and other medical charities and we help them by providing communications links to run their events in an effective and efficient manner and that allows them then to run their events more efe- effectively and generate a lot of money.
1: We were talking to Jeff at one of Essex Raynet's training sessions. The event was held in Great Bado in March 2014 with a heavy focus on data connectivity. Here's Jeff to explain what's going on.
0: Part of our onward development, um, we are looking at other communication systems beyond voice. Voice is always the the key one but we're focusing on data capability and today we are looking at a system called BPQ32 uh, which is a piece of software it's traditional packet radio software but very modern implementation of packet which we if if implemented as we plan would allow us to put together an ad hoc self-learning network such that we could put together a computer and a radio with an interface at every checkpoint on a charity event or perhaps at every rest centre of an emergency call-out, and that would allow us to pass data files between our stations rather than just voice. Instead of having to have known configuration to link from station A to station B, it will automatically learn those links for us. So let's assume I'm a new M6 to the hobby and uh, I'm keen on the
1: idea of getting out, maybe getting a bit of fresh air, and I have a a, a two-metre in-car or handheld rig. Would that be enough to get me involved with Raynet, or do I have to uh, go out and buy expensive tracking kit and laptops and everything else to get involved?
0: The best start would be just a simple voice radio. That would allow you to get involved as a checkpoint operator with your own kit or or, or once you've been trained, you'll be able to help us run our control stations, which tend to be group-owned equipment. So there's no need to own big masks, antennas, how high power equipment or sophisticated data equipment to start with. Even the the cheap Chinese radios are perfectly adequate as a a starting point. One of those and a high-vis jacket, which we can help you with, and of course your Rainnet membership card. You're then able to, with the appropriate training, then form part of our team and take part in our events.
1: So obviously you're interested in seeing if uh, you can get more people in to help out with uh, these various events that you put on uh, and also be available for, for standby should, should there be the need. What's in it for the amateur?
0: I think a lot of it is fun and enjoyment of getting out and about in, in the field. But when we do a lot of the, especially the charity events, you, there's a lot of satisfaction from being out in the field and putting in place a temporary system. And also, there's a lot of satisfaction from, um, in my case particularly, of, of assisting the community.
1: I can also see the potential for learning something as well, coming along. To a RayNet event or a RayNet training session, and you can learn a new skill, I don't know, putting up a, a repeater or something like that. Do people come into this to uh, get a lot of extra learning and on the job experience, as it were?
0: Yes, absolutely. To use your example, putting up a re- one of our repeater stations may involve assembling uh, a pneumatic mast, which is not something that most people do on a day to day basis. So we will provide some um, simple training on how to do that safely, and, and then we can assemble that mast, put the station together and know that that's going to be uh, effective and functional for the day or two-day event. It's very much a case of learning something new every time. The the data workshop going on today, our our engineering officer, Dave, he's showing the rest of us how to get this BPQ32 software running and and helping a number of us who perhaps haven't looked at things like RF modulation levels for a very long time, helping us get those right such that the system works correctly. And it's, It's always building on your own knowledge. And if someone's interested in finding out a little bit more about Raynet or maybe coming along to to one of the Essex events, what would someone do? The easiest way would be to contact us through our website, which is And There's information on our website about all our up-and-coming events, usually very short proceed reports, public reports about what we've been doing. And we're also hoping to get our details more regularly put on the Essex Ham website to make sure that uh, it's, it's in with all of the regular club news such that anyone can see what we're doing. Thanks very much to Geoff, G7UHE,
1: from Essex Raynet. You can find out more about what Essex Raynet does and how to join at www.essexraynet.co.uk. We hope to be reporting on an upcoming local Raynet event in the next few weeks, so please keep an eye on our site for details.
0: This feature was brought to you by Essex Ham. For more information, please go to www.essexham.co.uk.